Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Marcella Kroll. So, Marcella is a tarot reader, she's a medium, a psychic, a metaphysical teacher. Marcella is an artist and an empathic witch. Um, and she gives me a tarot reading on the show today. I'm so lucky. I've known her for many years. Uh, I've had more than one reading from her, and I'm just so grateful I get to have another one today. Uh, I do not take that for granted. But uh, listen, if you want your own reading, and she does a million other things. Uh, she does past life healing. She does energy clearing. Uh, you can get a reading via Skype. You can get one in person. All that information for everything and anything Marcella Kroll related, visit her website at MarcellaKroll.com and definitely find her on Instagram at Marcella Kroll. Uh, that is M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-K-R-O. LL. And uh, oh my God, and you can go to her shop online. And she has this incredible zine uh, that I just finished reading. It's called Cutting the Cord How to Radically Reset Your Whole Psyche Using Baseline Magic. She also has two tarot decks that she made. Uh, so she has her own signature tarot decks that are beautiful and magical. And just, uh, she did my, my reading uh, with her cards today of, you know, why wouldn't she? Uh, that'd be crazy if she didn't. Uh, anyway, she's also read for Joan Rivers. I mean, my goodness, uh, not to name drop, but I mean, God, Joan Rivers. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I met Marcella. God, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe uh, oh, nearly 10 years ago. And, uh, I met her at an event in Los Angeles that we were both part of and something about her. I was just like, I had had experiences in the past uh, with, you know, with psychics or with having my tarot cards read that left me uh, just feeling unfulfilled and as if I had, uh, you know, lost a, lost a bit of myself and, and my pride. And I was like, oh, why did I do that with that charlatan? And... Uh, and then I met Marcella, and Marcella is tried and true. Uh, she is the real deal, and I wouldn't say that if I didn't mean it. Like I, the, her readings are incredible, and you know, I mean, I've always been open and curious about anything meta- metaphysical. Uh, you know, anything spiritual, uh, magical, what have you. So I, I'm, I've always been open-minded. I, I still am, you know, that's, I'm, you know, why I think it's a nicer way to live your life. Cause you know, you, nobody knows everything. So I, you know, keep an open mind because, and isn't it nicer to live in a, live your life, um, open-minded and thinking magic and, uh, and exists or thinking that, you know, there's more, that meets the eye and that uh, there's so many different levels and aspects of existence all happening at once that, that we, we can't see and, you know, that, I don't know. I, I hope I've been making sense. Anyway, but uh, so I just, I love Marcella and I often go to her like Instagram page to feel like, uh, I don't know, to get grounded to learn about what's going on in the in the world, what's going on, in, you know, whether it's with astrology or just like what's happening, uh, just to find out, you know, what's going on in the universe that I might not be aware of, and it kind of just I always feel like I I leave her Instagram page being like, oh my god, okay, I feel grounded, 
I feel uh, invigorated. I feel hopeful. And uh, oh my goodness. And in the past, I remember, oh God, I've got some horror stories of seeing like um, storefront kind of psychics that I would go to or, or getting tarot card readings or palm readings. And uh, oh my God, I remember when I was like, probably like 20 years old and I I think I had like driven past a place in West Hollywood and you know somewhere in California on like La Cienega and I thought I saw Britney Spears. I don't even I was I thought I saw Britney Spears walking into uh, a psychic place. And I was like mental note, Britney Spears goes to see that psychic in that building over there and that you know whatever. So days later, I like walk in, I'm all excited for, for whatever reason, I think like Britney Spears might still be there. I don't know why, like, I don't know. Um, like she's moved in and anyway, um, and I go in there and, you know, the lady's, uh, she's like, okay, for this amount of money, I will read your tarot cards. I'm like, okay. And she gives me a reading and then she's like, right at the end of it, I'm having, I had a nice experience. It was interesting lovely, uh, whatever. At the end of it, she's like, oh, oh no, somebody's put a curse on you. But I can remove that curse for a hundred dollars. And I was like, I don't have a hundred dollars. I don't, I don't have a hundred dollars. What are you, what am I going to do? She's like, okay, are you sure you don't have a hundred dollars? Cause there is an ATM around the corner. And I'm like, I really don't. I can't afford it. I can barely afford this. She's like, fine, here's what you got to do to remove the evil curse, the hex put upon you by an, un, you know, an anonymous stranger. I was like, fuck, what? She's like, you got to go and get a bar of Dove soap. And I was like, okay, Dove soap, got it. She's like, you got to call me at home at this number at midnight. When midnight strikes, I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it. I was like, uh, she's like, okay. Uh, so I buy a bar, I buy like four bars of Dove soap, probably three because they come in a three pack, but uh, buy Dove soap, wait till midnight on the, at the strike of midnight. Uh, when midnight strikes, I call up the number and I'm like, and, you know, and this little girl answers. She's like, hello. I'm like, why is she up at midnight anyway? But anyway, this little girl answers. She sounds like four years old. Hello. I'm like, hello. Hi, uh, this is Alexi Wasser. Um, I'm looking for your mom. Uh, I'm just going to call her Broomhilda right now. Um, hi, um, is your mom Broomhilda there? And the little girl's like, what? Why are you calling so late? I was, like, I, need to, I was like, I need to talk to your mom. I need to talk to Broomhilda. Please put her on the phone. I didn't want like 12.01 to happen because I, I wanted to call her right at midnight. Anyway, the child puts on the phone. There's like a skerfuffle in the background. Everybody's confused. There's kind of yelling. Everybody, people sound pissed. And Broomhilda gets on the phone and I'm like, Broomhilda? She's like, who is this? Who is this? I was like, it's me. It's Alexi Wasser. I'm calling you. I I got the Dove soap. I washed my face with the Dove soap, just like you said. Is the curse gone? I just want to make sure the curse is gone. Did I do everything right? And she hung up on me. That was my first experience. Being disappointed, let down, potentially lied to, uh, you know, and uh, abandoned, turned on, made to feel fool of by Broomhilda, the psychic tarot reader lady. All right. But you know what? Because I'm open-minded and have a big full heart uh, and my curiosity never dies and uh, whatever, I was like, okay, I'll just have to find the psychic for me. 
that lady was a potential charlatan or uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, or maybe I did lift the curse and she was just sleepy. I don't know. But I'm going to keep, you know, and I remember going to all these sound very superficial kind of uh, reasons to go to a psychic. But I remember being in New York when uh, maybe I was like, I don't know how old I was, walking down the street in New York. And I think I saw some supermodel, like some blonde, tall, super glamorous supermodel that I was like, wow, Kirsty Hume, I think it was. And she walked into a psychic shop. I was like, mental note, Kirsty Hume goes to see that psychic. And uh, I went into the shop. And again, it was just like a kind of like a a disappointing experience where I felt like "Mm, I made a bad choice. I don't feel, I don't feel like anything. I just feel like I've been lied to and had is how I felt anyway. But as I've grown up, and as I've had my experiences and I've cleansed my palate and I, you know, and I've refined my, uh, you know, ability to discern what's authentic and what's not, uh, that's where people like Marcella come in and, and Noella, the woman I had on my podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, who's also, uh, who reads tarot and, and is a psychic intuitive, uh, it's a different style of reading and a different feeling you get where, you know, when I sit down with Marcella and we connect and she tunes into me, she says things to me and in my gut, in my intuition, because I I do believe you have everything inside of you already and you kind of know everything. Even she says that to me today in the episode, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, all loving and all for the greater, all for my greater good when she's reading me. And, uh, and it's all to serve me and make me the best version of myself I can be. And it's to like guide me to my path and to be my most authentic self. And it's, it's all like loving and informative and deep and connected. And, uh, it's just a different feeling and it's so helpful. And you walk away going, wow, I feel really inspired. I feel seen. I feel like I have from this conversation and from this reading, I have tools to, uh, to move forward in my life in a better way. And I've got clarity and I feel calmer and, uh, and that, you know, it's an, it's an honest exchange and it's, uh, beneficial, educational, expansive. Anyway, I'm rambling, but, uh, I just want to let you know because you know some people maybe you're listening and, and you're or, you know and you're thinking oh, I'm not into this kind of stuff or whatever but you know so I think it helps to know that like you know while I am open minded I'm also skeptical and I'm also protective of myself and I don't let people get close to me or I wouldn't have somebody on the podcast that uh that I don't uh, and 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 bring her to all of you guys who are listening you people uh, if I didn't have such a profound respect for Marcella and what she does. And uh, I'm such, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm glad she's on the show. It's been a long time coming. I've wanted her to be on the show for a long time. I'm, uh, I'm glad I, I reached out and it happened. And uh, anyway, so as soon as uh, I finish uh, telling you all the things I want to tell you in this intro, I'm going to throw it over to our conversation. Anyway, uh, you guys, what else do I have to really tell you? I'm going to tell you all the pertinent podcast information. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Definitely, uh, if we're not already, I think we should be friends on Instagram. Uh, you know, find me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. 
I also offer a service via Skype called Big Sister Sessions, where I, you know, while I'm completely unqualified, did not go to college, and I'm not a doctor, I, if you like me, if you like my personality, if you relate to me, if you think, wow, this girl gets me. She's so forthcoming in every episode of her podcast, and uh, things she say really resonate with me, and I feel like I identify with her. And you want me to play the part of your uh, big sister, the big sister you never knew you needed or wanted? I would love to do that. Uh, I'm a loving big sister. So what happens in these big sister sessions uh, via Skype? It's like, because if you don't live in Los Angeles where I'm based and, uh, or you do, or you just can't meet in person, I, I do Skype sessions. It's easier. I can talk to people around the world, around the country. It's fantastic. And uh, whatever it is you're spiraling over, it's for women only, whatever your age, whatever. Whatever it is you're spiraling over, uh, consumed by, stressed out, you know, whatever's confusing you, anything you need guidance with, or you want to vent and talk and you need advice, uh, I will listen. I will give you fantastic advice because I have nothing to do with your life. And I'm, you know, I have, I have a completely different perspective on your situation. I'm, you know, I'm not too close to everything you're going through. I'm not a best friend or a family member or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever. It's too close for comfort. After at the end of a big sister session, you walk away with action steps and tools to uh, to help you through whatever it is you're going through. And uh, and every single big sister session I've had, I get emails from the girls. And uh, and even at the end of every session, I'm uh, it's like the most heartwarming thing to see the girls feel so much better than when they started. You know, and uh, my God, if anything, I've gone through everything you're going through, so uh, I can save you all the time and trouble, even though you do have to experience your life yourself. But, uh, you know, I've gone through it, and I continue to search via hypnotherapy and every single book I've read, every podcast I've listened to, every workshop I've done, every single just like type of therapy, all the stuff, uh, you know, talk, you know, learning and talking to women like Marcella and just like experts in every field, I am searching for you. So, uh, you know, so you can just use everything I found and, uh, and take a shortcut. Uh, to feeling better. Anyway, if that's interesting to you, click the link in my Instagram bio at Alexi Wasser to advertise on the Love Alexi podcast. Send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And the Love Alexi podcast is an independent listener supported show. So if you want to support the show, make a donation via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And other than that, just to leave you with this, I saw this movie and I think it'd be so great for you to support it. Well, I saw a bunch of movies uh, this week. I had already seen, I saw Crazy Rich Asians, loved it. Also, I saw Eighth Grade. If you have not seen Eighth Grade, oh my goodness, it is such a beautiful, special, lovely movie. And uh, the lead actress, I can't remember her name, please forgive me. Uh, and one of the actors, uh, all the actors in the movie are fantastic. The guy who plays the father, it's about this like kind of uncomfortable, um, insecure girl who's trying to find herself and find her way and make friends and, and, uh, and have self-worth and just is this eighth grader. And it's the most touching, beautiful movie and it's funny and uncomfortable. And, uh, that's my favorite because that's how I am funny and uncomfortable sometimes. Who knows? Anyway, um, all that being said, I hope you enjoy my conversation and, uh, my reading with the incredibly talented, lovely Marcella Kroll. Hello, hello, hello. Are you cozy though? Yeah. Okay, so just talking to the mic and hello, hello, hello. and then uh, 
See, I want to make sure. Let me try say it again so I can make sure I hear. Hello, hello, hello. Huh. How's it going? Maybe it's on. Maybe make sure it's closer to your hello, mouth. Hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're soft-spoken and, okay. and uh, you know. It's like a direct mic. You got to get in there. We don't want to miss a beat of anything no you're problem. saying. No problem. Now, what is this? <laughs> okay. So, this is... Um, a zine that I made oh called God. Cutting the Cord, and it has just little suggestions. If you read the little intro, yeah. it kind of tells you what it's about, but it's more of a, um, oh it's God. more of like a reference book. It's not like a literary great. Show me everything I need to see. I'm gonna yeah. Start. I'm going to back this up on here. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, what am I looking at? So this is uh, my zine, Cutting the Cord, and it's how to radically reset your whole psyche using baseline magic. So it's basically... I need this. Yeah, it's like a lot of things that people just ask me about all the time, and I figured I'll put it in one little handy thing. But here's like the little intro that tells you about it. And it's really simple. It's it's just meant to be like a quick reference guide because I didn't want to overwhelm anybody. Yeah. And then um, and then I just made these little... People are always asking me, like, how do I release this situation or relationship or whatever it is, any chord? So I have this... I wrote a little incantation. Oh, my God, reading. Oh, this is great. And you can add whatever you want in the blank spot. You can even write yourself. Yeah. So this says, I release... Any pain, trauma, anguish, or resentment with blank. So you can fill in the blank, right? So let's uh, let's just fill in the blanks with any... I'll say anyone. Okay. okay so I'll re- do it from the beginning. I release any pain, trauma, anguish, or resentment with anyone from this life or any past life. I release, cancel, clear, and delete any vows, karmic contracts, or commitments with anyone from this life or any previous lifetime. All is forgiven. All is well. We are free to be happy and thriving in love and successfully. I so, need this in my life. Yeah. I need this. I think all my problems are... We can do it with ourselves, too. It's just sometimes we have these like old ideas about who we are, and we yeah. are really loyal to who we th- used to be. Yeah. Um, but guess what? I mean, sometimes that stuff doesn't work anymore yeah. and you outgrow it and you need to accommodate. So including with yourself, not just people. Yeah. Other people. So. Oh my God. Well, where do I begin? I have all these notes. Okay, wanna, great. So should we read the, the beginning? Wait, where can people find Cutting the Cord, the zine? Um, the zine is available. Uh, uh, I have a link to it off of my Instagram. and um, Which is? Tell everybody. Uh, it's at Marcella Kroll. So M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-K-R-O-L-L. Yeah. Okay. So you can find that there. We'll talk about more about yeah. all of that. Okay. So let me let me get this. Okay. So we're starting at the beginning. Okay. So let's say you're at a party. You're living your life. Yeah. Uh, and somebody's like, oh, you know, what do you do? How do you describe what you do? <laughs> it depends on what party I'm at. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no. The one you're going to be most... Sometimes it's... Um, I just say, oh, I... I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I usually just say, oh, I'm an artist, but m- more recently I've been more comfortable because it's a loaded question when someone says, oh, I'm a psychic or I'm a medium. People go, oh, yeah. tell me something. And oh, it's, that's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, if you're stuck in a traffic jam or something, I, I, I interviewed a, a psychic mm-hmm. and she was stuck in traffic. And then my friend was like, well, didn't she know there's going to be a traffic jam? And uh, I, was, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. We will say that yeah, stuff all the so time. So rude. Yeah. Right. Or like 
people find out what I do and then they like bust out the wallet or the phone and they're like, look at this. What does it mean? Yeah. It's really. That's like no boundaries. It's yeah. There are a lot of people with no boundaries. I'm one of them too, but I'm going to pretend I have boundaries today, but I totally don't. Um, So, okay. So, but what do you you say? What? Well, sometimes um, I'll say, oh, I'm I'm a medium and they'll go, well, what is that? And I'll say, oh, well, I'm. I do psychic work. I do readings and I teach classes on metaphysical subjects. How did this happen? Like, how did this come to be? Uh, I mean, the short version I is I... I want all the info, but yeah, tell yeah. me everything. <laughs> um, I was, I've, I've had a few near-death experiences in my life, yeah. one being when I was six months old. And I, I really think that that attributed to a lot of my sensitivity uh, I was very sensitive when I was a kid, but I didn't know what that was. So, what happened when you were six months old? Um, I had birth co- I had complications at birth and developmental, like development issues in my lungs and, and nervous system because of bad parenting. Let's <laughs> put it oh, that way. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I definitely was like not. I did. I I think about it now when I look at it from this like mystical standpoint. I was like, I don't think I wanted to be here, you know, because I knew how hard it was going to be. Oh God, yeah. So I tried to get out, and they're like, Yeah, no, you're not getting out. So my early childhood was really um, magical and dark at the same time. Like the reality was really dark, but then I had this like private world that I could kind of escape to, and I saw lots of things. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was not so much scary as it was comforting um, until I got a little older. You know, you start going, developing as a woman and a young woman and, you know, I started to see scary things. And What did you see? Really demonic looking things, um, energies and entities. And and I wasn't, I I didn't grow up in the healthiest environment. So there'd be people coming in and out and they had things on them. And I I personally, because nobody talked to me about this stuff, I thought I was crazy. Yeah. And did you, did thought, you talk to anybody about this when you saw things? Did you tell your mom or dad? No. Yeah. No. Um, my mom was uh, not open. At, at all. She was more scared than anything. And my stepdad was busy, you know, with there's a lot of people around that weren't like the nicest people. I mean, he was nice, but um, I talked to my mom. My mom had a friend. Um, that was, I remember at 13, she gifted me, um, a psychic self-defense book. She did. How did she know? Who she kind of knew she was like open, but my mom also didn't want to hear it, you know? Yeah. So, oh no. um, and then, um, what else happened? I don't know. There's just like lots of like tapping in. I was really into, I don't know. You might be, I might be dating myself here, yeah. but the time, Life had these mysteries of the unknown books. Oh yeah, do you I, remember those? Yeah, but I also see them around. I feel like in like, uh, Echo Park, yeah, or like, Silver Lake, at like old timey uh, vintage. Yeah, like people stores. collect them. Yeah, now. yeah. I like remember. I begged for them. I begged. We did not have any money at all, and I was like, I all I want is this collection of books. I think I was like eight. Oh. I wanted this collection of books. And I was like, I don't want anything for any birthday or any holiday for however long it takes to pay this back. Like, I just wanted those because I was really into magic and mystical stuff in ancient Egypt and aliens. And I wanted to know all about it. You just always were. You could see I things. was. I tried to levitate someone in fifth grade you for a school project. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was like really, I was so weird. Like, Did you have friends? Mm, I had friends because our house was like the party house and the kids could do whatever they want. Oh, and 
but they weren't houses. really my friends. I yeah. think they were like my mom's friends. <laughs> like they wanted to be my mom's friend. They didn't want to be my friend. But I bet when you did have friends, they really loved you and were loyal. They were mm. like, or no? Oh well, God, <laughs> no. I mean, it was different. I hung out with a lot of. I tried to hang out with a lot of older people. I never felt like I could connect to my own peer group. <laughs> so I would like scour New England, like because I grew up in Providence, Rhode Island. You did. I did. Oh my God. When did you come to Los Angeles? Twelve years ago. Twelve years yeah. ago. And you were in Providence I, the whole time. No, you... I lived in New York. I okay. lived in Brooklyn. That too. makes sense. Yeah. I, I, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I would scour these like old New England like Wiccan pagan shops and and you know and I was fascinated. But really, when things really came to fruition for me in terms of diving into this work was, um, I actually had an overdose at eighteen. You did. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Well, I was really into raves and drugs and tuning out all this extrasensory stuff because it wasn't normal like you know I it was very hard to fit in and I was very sensitive people I cry all the time uh, because I felt everything and you're an Aquarius I'm a Pisces you're a Pisces but I have Aquarius rising yeah yeah okay yeah. so just super sensitive right and like bleeding heart but also like really wounded you know so I didn't know how to express myself I did a lot of drugs and then I overdosed. And when I came out of it, I had to turn to something and I got really fascinated with, I was like uh, figuring out like, what makes you tick? Why are you so strange or why is this happening? So I got into um, learning how to do an astrological chart for myself. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to learn how to do this. It was like, no, I just want to figure it out. And at the same time, my stepdad's mother gifted me a tarot deck. So how did she know? She just knew. She just knew. about these things a little bit a little home, right? bit but it was more because it had Egyptian art and she knew I liked Egyptian stuff yeah. so she gave that to me and then I kind of just moved into this whole other um, area of like exploring but even still then it was like closeted for me because I was an artist um the beautiful thing about growing up in Providence is like you can be an artist and it's like encouraged. Yeah. And I, I RISD did it. RISD is there, right? RISD is there, but there's also like AS220, which is like a nonprofit arts organization for locals. So like I uh, got to go there and do residency and like really like like make a living as like doing illustrations and silk screening. But so I had this magic side that like I kept over here and I had it very separate. Yeah. Um. Because it was still really weird for people, it, even though it was the 20th century, like people are still really like strange about it, like yeah. um, afraid. A lot of, you know, people scared. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took me a really long time. It actually took me till um, moving to Los Angeles, because even in New York, like I would do readings for people, but only by word of mouth. I had these like East Side. Uh, it, ladies like East Village ladies like that I would go read but only by word of mouth yeah. and then I had all these other random jobs you know like I was like working retail as a buyer in a clothing store and I was working stage managing a burlesque show on the weekend oh that's you know? fun yeah it was super fun yeah. but like the, the tarot of people would be like are you I'd be like no like <laughs> Wait, how did you get good at reading tarot like and how did you how did you refine like reading people well Was I it- think you know through when I moved here, I didn't move here with a plan. You know, people move to LA. They're like, I have a dream. I just wanted something different. But you, and were, but you were reading people in New York, though. I too. was, but I was really resistant. I didn't want to read people. You didn't want, but how did you, how was the first one? Then we'll get to LA. But how did the first one start? How are you like, well, I, I read for, I would read for a couple of people and it was just very natural. Yeah. And they, but they, they would tell their friends. Yeah. You know, so it just, I was, I was like, it's almost like the reluctant, 
I was like the reluctant reader. The like, reluctant yeah, reader. Totally. What was the first one like? like I just want to know what that day was like where it's like, mm-hmm. where you, did you say like, I want to try to read for some, or did somebody say, hey, I feel like you can do this. Or you said you can do this. Like what was the first one I like? I read for a friend. Why? Um, because we were really close and I, I said, let me try this on you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and he was very open and then, but he opened his mouth and started telling people and that's, that's where, you know, oh. so I was like really uncomfortable doing it, you know, because I was doubting myself a lot. I was like, what am I getting? What is this? Because for me, it's not just reading pictures on a tarot deck, you know, like when I learned to read, I learned by visual, just the visuals of it and like not just looking at a book and going, what is this reading from a book? You know, I I, I really, I would get imagery because I'm an artist. I would just look and I'd tell, it's a story to me. So I was like, let me look at this and see your story. So it didn't come into this kind of more business-like stuff until even though I was taking money for it in New York. Good. um, It it didn't become more business-like until I moved here. Okay. Yeah. So So that's when it changed. You come here and then it changes how? Um, well, I came here and not a clue at all of anything. I didn't know anyone. Why'd you leave New York? I just, I couldn't be there anymore. It was making me sick and crazy. What year did you leave? I lived there in 99. Okay. I left in, uh, I moved here in 2006. Yeah. So I was there till 2006, but it was, I was miserable and I knew I wanted out. I I ran away to Venezuela first. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I got back to New York and I was like, I'm going to die here. Like I had a very overwhelming panic. Like I felt like I'm going to die here. Yeah. So um, on a whim, I moved to California. I had a couple of friends in the South Bay, but I moved to LA with $800 on a plane. No plan, (laughs) no home, no job, but I got a retail job. Um, when everything changed, it was like the first year I lived here, it was amazing. It was very magical. Everything lined up. I got, uh, a job. I got a place. I made the most money I'd ever made. And then a year to the date, I got fired for the first time in my life in a very LA fashion. I worked a retail job and I was told you're not the right vibe anymore. Oh my God. They hired some like musicians, like famous musicians, like girlfriend or whatever. And like. And and I mean there was other things too, but like I was in pain. I had just also lost my house, like my housing situation, and like it was it was just a really challenging time. So nothing was working. The only thing I had, I had nothing. I had my car, which mm-hmm. I had just gotten, like hadn't driven in years. It was everything was terrifying. So I was like, what do I do? I need to eat. I need to like pay some bills. I was going deeper into debt Oof, and it yeah. was like freaking me out. And, um, I reluctantly, again, I started doing readings and I, I set up at, um, uh, clubs and things like that. I hate that stuff now. I can't do it. Oh my God. It, but like, you'd set up at club, like, like club, the Medusa lounge. You remember the Medusa lounge? Kind of. <laughs> it was that's... like on Temple or Beverly or oh one my... of those. And then you, you just asked people, you're like, can I set up here? And they're like, oh, cool. It'll be yeah. I'll add to the night and it'll be great. Right. And then like, um, well, you were, I mean, you and I met. Space 15. Oh yeah. How did we meet? 15. We yeah. met. Yeah. Tell, tell the listeners. We met at Space 1520, like how many years ago? It had to have been like 10 years ago. No. no or nine, maybe nine. It was something oh like God, that. I want to say, I want to say eight, but eight? yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe. Okay, so, but, but it was that like some kind of... Well, Kimmy is a dear friend of mine. She was one of my first friends in LA and I met her the first weekend I moved here and she used to own a shop in Echo Park. And she used to be like, why don't you come read at the shop? Or let's, I'm going to set up at the Rose Bowl. Do you want to read? And like, I would get heckled by like 
really intense Christians to be like, how dare you? <laughs> really? Yeah. You get heckled where? At the Rose Bowl? I got heckled at the Rose Bowl. Oh my God. Um, it was just like really weird stuff. And then again, word of mouth, people would start telling people like, oh, this girl um, knows somebody. And then I met you because Kimmy invited me to do an event. So it was probably like eight years ago. Oh yeah. She invited me to do an event at Space 1520 and we did a reading because you were going around and checking yeah. out the booths and checking stuff. Checking out all the booths and yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, and it just, it kind of kept happening. It just kept happening. And I would work other jobs. I worked at the library. I even worked as a barista. I worked many different, like, short-lived jobs my first, like, couple of years, like, yeah. here in L.A. But then it got to the point where I, I had another near-death experience. What was that? I tried to drive my car into a tree. You tried to? <laughs> yeah, I was not in a good place. I had relapsed and I was not well and I just couldn't believe that this was my life. I didn't want to be here anymore. This was before or after I met you? Ooh, I think this was before I met you. And Yeah, this that, was before I met you. That's how you decided to do it? Driving into a tree? I didn't that's think, bold. I couldn't think of anything. I've made amends to that tree. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God. That's why we're doing this podcast today. We <laughs> just want to make amends to the tree. But that is like... Because yeah. I tried to, not, not to make it about me, but I, I tried to kill myself when I was like 15 mm-hmm. and I took all these pills mm-hmm. and I, you know, even that didn't work, but, uh, but uh, I'm glad it didn't. Right. But, uh, but yeah, the tree, I would have been like, that was a really, you're not sure you're going to, you're going to hobble away maybe. And if you really want to do yourself in, not this is like a how to podcast, yeah, yeah. to kill yourself, <laughs> but you know, the tree aspect, but I'm glad you're here. Good thing. That's how you chose. I walked away <laughs> without a scratch and this is good. How, it was like, it was a, I had a, like a very life-changing moment at that point. Not that I saw the light or anything, but like I did have a turnaround where, because I literally begged for something out there to take me because I was just done. I was tired. I was exhausted. I didn't see the point, you know? And um, in that moment, you know, within after that incident, within the week, I found a place to live and I got hired at a metaphysical bookstore that was opening in Venice. And it was the first place that like, gave me a chance. And actually, it's funny. I've been there for so long. I just quit. Oh, like, really? Mm, what I've was it called? Uh, Mystic What's Journey it? Bookstore Mystic. over on Abbot Kinney. But I... Uh, 10 years, you know, there. And um, because they gave me a shot, you know? And I was able to... It was really tough at first. I quit my jobs and, like, just stuck to the reading. And the first, like, few years was really challenging. I had to file bankruptcy. I had to get rid of a lot of my old fear, my old belief. I mean, I still am constantly like working through that. But, you know, I think when I stopped resisting is when um, the readings changed. Um, My attachment, like my ego, like got out of the way. And because it's not about me, it's about when we're sitting and we're looking at your stuff. I I just let the information come through. Yeah. Um, And then... You know, I did a couple other weird things in this process. You know, I like ran away to New Mexico and then I came back and I was like still staring at me in the face. And it's like, no, this is your work. I mean, I just really, you know, people, how did you get into this? And it's like, I didn't want to, you know, very reluctant. I, but I am, I am glad I'm doing it. You know, I'm not, I'm not anti doing it. I just, you know, it was a lot of uh, hardship getting through there. It's people are more open now. In the last four years, oh, that's true. Everyone and their mom has uh, got a wild unknown deck, or you know, like I mean, oh wow, yeah, you know, like because it's available. 
you know, which is beautiful. Yeah. Like that deck is beautiful, but it's also like, it's readily available. What's a wild unknown deck? I don't even know um, what that is. Oh, it's a tarot deck by this artist, Kim Kranz. It's like, but they, they sell it in many places, yeah. like Urban Outfitters and all of this stuff. So it's very like mainstream. well mainstream. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's very much like people just like break it, break out the tarot at the party, you know, yeah. whereas before it was a little like, Ooh, yeah. You know, that might be, I had a tarot deck and then I, I can remember I got rid of it. I like bought it at the Bodhi tree uh-huh. a long time ago. And oh, then I, yeah. and then I like, I threw it away cause I was like, I don't know. First I bought it for myself. So I heard you're not supposed to do that or something. You but. can. I don't believe in that. That's like an old myth. Well, and then I got right through it away because I was like, something might enter my house through the tarot yeah. deck. And I just was like, I, and I had a Ouija board and I was like, uh, I got rid of all of it. I was yeah. like, I don't want this here. I'd rather have somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I think that's smart though. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's comes from a little bit of fear, but it's also smart because I think that's the, there, people don't understand that. It is like a a gateway, a portal to invite in, you know, it can invite in beautiful energy, but it can invite in negative energy if you're in a negative space. Like people don't get that. It's the same thing with magic. Like they think like, oh, I'm just going to do this spell and it's going to make everything better. Oh God. Tell me about spells. (laughs) Tell me about spells and why you think they're dangerous. Because I was talking to you about love spells. I love love spells. Do they work and why are they dangerous? Because it's funny because I reached out to you. Yeah. Even though you should not, people should not DM you, but I was totally <laughs> crossed the boundary. I was like, oh, and then I read your thing. I went, oh no, it says don't DM me. And I'm like, fuck, but whatever. But, uh, um, uh, I just don't like when people DM me questions they can ask me in a reading. You know yeah, what I mean? They totally. want me to do free work. Totally. And, and, and it also is, it's very like, I'm so sensitive. A lot of times people will send me all of their problems in a DM. Me too. And it's heartbreaking. It's like, I and know I read you it. need an air, but like I read it and I feel Me it. Me too. You know? Yeah. So, you um, know, with spells, I would say, I, I love spells. I love magic. Magic has been a beautiful part of my life. I even, there's a letter spell in this scene. What's would, a letter spell? What do you mm-hmm. mean? It's like, it's a spell for like, if you've lost communication with someone, you know, and, and I found it, it's, it helped me majorly in my life. But I, I think love spells... Um, are tricky. Why? And you believe in them, though. They, oh, they yeah, work. I believe in all of it. I definitely I believe it works, but yeah. it comes with something, Whoa, you know, what? because you, a lot of times I, you know, do you really want to do a love spell and attach yourself to someone and then not be able to get rid of them? You know what I mean? What if you don't really know them? You don't really like them. What if it brings up obsession or... In them? All, in both of you, yeah. you know, like there's sometimes like there's some, I would say there's some dangers to working with or, you know, energies that you're not totally sure of what's going on. So I'm not anti-love spells. I love the idea of like maybe doing some self-love spells, self-worth, calling in your self-worth so you can raise your vibration so you can attract a partner of a, like a similar frequency. So it's yeah. of equal um, mutual admiration and... um. But there are people that, you know, they do spells and they're like, I want to break this person's relationship up so they'll be with me or I want to pull this person closer. And I just have a real, mm, like, I just shake my head at it because it's not, it's just tricky. And it's, you can do it. But those things, they tend to blow up. They blow know? up? What do you mean? What does that well, mean? It's like controlling too. It's, it it like, is controlling. It? And also it can like, it can intensify the situation so fast that, and then blow up. It could be very reactive. Like it can be, um, you know, maybe it's not what you want. Maybe uh, it, 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 
fizzle it it builds up really fast and then it burns out really fast too. Oh you yeah. know, so you like lose the enjoyment of actually having the connection. Yeah. Now if you're I like there's there's honey jar spells which I also are really sweet where you do honey jars where you like bring sweetness into a relationship. I think that's cool. Yeah. Because you bring sweetness into it. You're not trying to bring control. You know, so I think it's just being conscious of your intention around it you yeah. know like what is your intention if your intention is to try to control or manipulate the situation um to just get what you want i think you need to check in with yourself and go okay what do i really need here like what's underneath this validation because sometimes we think we need oh i need this person to like me because actually what you need is like uh like your confidence boosted or you need to go i have a fear of abandonment and i need that nourished you know yeah like so it's just kind of like really going I, I do this with my readings too. I encourage people, just go deeper. Go deeper to go, go to what, what is the core of what you really want here? Because yeah. it's not just like, I want the job or I want the guy or the girl or whoever, or I want to know my spiritual birthright. It's like, what, do you, what are you really seeking underneath all of this? You know, It's interesting, even like before when you came in, we were talking before we were recording, but it's like, if things bother me... Mm-hmm. What is the core at the core? If you go deeper, why did right. that? Why did the thing bother you? Right. Sometimes, if the other person didn't have bad intentions, they're just living their life. Right. Even if I could go, it's their fault. It's their annoying. They're wrong. They wronged me. They did something wrong, but they didn't intend to. Right. All that I'm responsible for is my reaction because I'm the only one with the problem. Right. They're not actively trying to be mean or horrible. But so I go to go. You know why? What is this bringing up for me? Mm-hmm. Abandonment, self worth. Mm-hmm. And I'm not abandoned. I'm fine. Right. Yeah. So go back even further and you go into like, okay, well, is this like, you know, I encourage people to do the work, you know, like it's not, you know, it's, it's not easy, but it'll definitely, you know, be worth it is, you know, oftentimes what I find myself saying to clients, because look, we can get to the root of this and actually give you what you need. Not all these like basic substitutes that like just bandaid the problem and then you're back at square one again. Yeah. So Like I tell people, like when you're doing a reading or a session with me, because it's all encompassing, it's not just like we're just looking at cards. We're looking at cards, but I'm getting information and I might give you homework and like, and be like this, this and this, but it's, it's about getting to the root so you can have your best experience and live your best life and be in your truth and get in alignment with what's actually for you because what's actually for you is perfect. Okay. You know? Well, tell me, like, so what does that look like if people seek you out and they want to, like, have a session with you? Mm-hmm. What are all the different types of things that 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 you offer? Or what what or mm-hmm. yeah, what what happens? Well, I have like you know standard. I call them just intuitive sessions, and it basically encompasses all the stuff we just talked about. The only other things I do kind of separately is I. Uh, I do past life healing, which is like almost like hypnotherapy, but I, I offer that privately, but I also do groups. So with past life healing, um, we look at a past life that might be affecting your current life and we look for uh, patterns and themes and we're not changing anything. We're just going in and getting information like we're a reporter and, you know, giving up and asking questions while we're in that kind of theta state, which is just like another way, like another state of the brain. Like yeah. you're, you're so deeply relaxed that you can um, be more objective. And I'm, we're interacting. I'm asking you questions like, 
Like, do you have any commitments here? Like, do you uh, have any vows or beliefs that are affecting your current life that you're viewing in this life? You know, and I can get you to answer honestly about what you might be going through. Whereas if you're in a regular waking state, you might be a little more like resistant or like blocking it out because we get really, you know, um, loyal to our shortcomings and our things that we want to hold on to is justifiable. Oh, yeah. I I struggle with that because I'm like very reactive, controlling, Mm -hmm. defensive, all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to like shed old behavior. Well, you're not, you know, it's not about getting rid of it overnight or being like, oh, I'm wrong. I mean, like a lot of this stuff we develop at a very young age, you know, um, because it's it's tools, it's survival. It it's, serves you. Yeah. That's what I was talking about with somebody else. Where it's like, oh, it, you know, that those tools served you in the past totally. may have may have kept me from getting murdered or raped or whatever, or just like. But now I don't have to be so vigilant in every single situation, right? Because it's it it, it, it really you. affects your your current relationships and it drives you know. And the same thing with like you know having your experience where you get reactive or you you have an experience and you're like they don't mean it but you're feeling it. So I would say check in with yourself first before, you know, it's hard. It's hard to have that pause. <laughs> it really is. It is. And and, I, and it's like so you want, I want people to act mm-hmm. the way I want them to act. Totally. And then I'm like, why do they do that? Right. Why do they do that? If they had like any, anybody in life, like, it's like right. a barista or it's your boyfriend or whatever, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you go, if only they hadn't said that, like yeah. that bothered me. Like, right. And now I, 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 if I don't say something, like I'm a little bitch for not saying something, <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to defend myself, but it's right. like, or, and now I'm just recently learning like the power of just like yeah, taking a beat, yeah, letting it go, not even hooking into it. Right. And then you see the other person's face and they're smiling, they're, they're okay. Right. But then, but that's really hard for me. And then, and then just like you walk through and then you, you let it go, letting yeah. it go. Yeah. But for me, it feels like I'm... It's really hard. For well, you want to defend go. yourself, you I know. Defend myself. I want to be like, you did something wrong. Like I'm right. You're wrong. You said yeah. something. I, was wrong. I don't know if anybody this makes sense to people who are listening, but uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, what were we saying? Sorry, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, uh, I just think I think that's uh, you know, it's hard. I think it's just hard for people in general to pause. I think it's hard not to just react and but. You know, you just you do your best and you keep coming to a place where eventually certain things don't bother you anymore. You know, and when we're doing a session, we're really trying to just like get you to be more in alignment with who you are, not your reactions to the world around you, because that makes it's like pinball. Like you're not enjoying your life. You're just you're just like defend like blocking and defending. You know, I want you to really kind of get in there and and actually enjoy your experience, you know. Yeah. And the main topics a lot of times people always want to know about love. They want to know about money. They want to know about purpose. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Love, money. Yeah. And those things are Yes, they're all valid. They're why we're here. But it's all like, you know, in terms of like how we function, it's how we relate to each other is through those vehicles. But like, like, let's get to the healthiest modes of those possible, you know, and it's a process. It's not like one reading in your fix, you know, and I've had some people get upset with me because, you know, like you said I was going to get a job. Oh, God. And I'm like, well, did you apply? No. Oh no. I'm like, well, you're not going to get the job. Like I don't deliver the job to you. Like the potential for the job is there. You know, people don't understand that we make choices that can direct our lives in different ways. Like we could do a session today and you could go, "Mm, you know what? That seems cool, but I'd rather do this. And then 
you know, it changes the reading. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change the essence of who you are, but it can change those, like, the way things line up. So. Um, if somebody wants to, well, I'll ask you this at the end, but okay. also, but you have a, yeah. your own deck? Yeah, I have two decks um, that I've made. I have... How does, um, oh, my God. So, yeah, so here's life, more life-changing stuff, right? I so, want to see all of this. Yeah. So, well, this is this is just a Ryder Smith deck that we're going to use, but this... These two are my decks. This one is called the Sacred Symbols Oracle. These are Oracle decks. Oh, my God. Wait, so can I touch it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So that was my first deck, and that deck changed my life in a big way in my readings. That's when my life really shifted gears. But you made it? Yeah. Um, I made both of these. This one was in 2013 um, In my <laughs> when I pulled this, like, uh, runaway to New Mexico geographic to escape my life here in LA. Um, I ran away to New Mexico. What happened? And what, why? Why? Was um, this before or after the tree? This was after the tree. Not to be light on the, about the tree. No, it's okay. Like, yeah. It was after the tree. Okay. I, um, I don't know. You know, you just keep plugging away and things become the same, you know? And, and I, I was certain that LA was what the problem was, yeah, you know, because I was in full denial, not like looking going, maybe you are the problem. Oh God. <laughs> Marcella, you know, but I, so I moved to New Mexico. It's very I, like, mystical there though, isn't it? It is. And I was having dreams about it oh, and wow. everything lined up You're and it seemed pulled. perfect. Yeah. I was totally pulled. Yeah. But uh, me being pulled is like, okay, uproot your whole life and go. Um, not, maybe I should have just, just visited. Just visit for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. You're like, that's it. Right. Do or die. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't been there before, but like, I got there and upon arrival, everything fell apart. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Like I literally, I drove up the mountain and a rock hit my window. I got the flu. It was just like one thing after another. The job I was supposed to work at, like didn't work out. The place I was supposed to live was a nightmare. So I ended up on an 18 acre property on a Pueblo out in Powaki, which is north of Santa Fe. And um, it ended up being a retreat center like with a herd of buffalo. It was very magical, very mystical, but it was very isolating. Um, no internet. No. Great. Yeah, but no, like I couldn't work, right? Like I couldn't do readings. Do you, you can do Skype. Do you do, I, do you do them over Skype? I do do them over Skype. Yeah, oh, that's a great And the thing. phone, but like there was barely any reception um, and there was no Wi-Fi. So, um, and I got bit by a spider. It was very like, oh, it was very like wilderness, like crazy. Very the lead. Yeah. You should have started with a spider story. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh God. It was nuts. Yeah. I just oh. never had that intense of an experience. So it, the first frost, like I walked out, I remember I walked out of my little like hacienda and I, and there was a, a, a little fountain and it was frozen over and I had a panic attack and I said, I'm going to die here. I got to go in the same way that I felt like New York. So I packed up all my stuff. How long have you been there? I was there for three months. Three months, okay. I packed up all my stuff and I was like, I got to go. And I drove back to California and um, through a series of staying in different places, friends, couches, things like that, couldn't land a place to live. Um, The store wasn't hiring that had originally worked, you know, Mystic Journey had left and like, but they were like, well, we'll hire you back if something opens up, which that did end up happening. But not without like several months of like, what am I going to do? What am I doing? So I spent, uh, during one of my, I call it my like couch surfing trips. I was homeless. My friend invited me to stay at her place for the summer, uh, because it was just, she was offering, it was sweet, you know, but I was like on an air mattress for the summer and I had these drawings and I've been getting like kind of hits to, you know, 
make these drawings into something. And so when you look at these, a lot of them are really simple and basic because I just did these with, like with ink and watercolor and then I edited them on an iPhone 3 app. I love that. So that was in 2013. I didn't think anything would come of them, but um, I I ended up doing a pressing of 100. I thought I'd sit on them forever. A friend, my dear friend Emily helped me get them Online. set up. Yeah. And then um, imprinted. And then um, it just kind of took off from there. And now... Um, and then I upgraded them. Like in 2015, I updated the box, I updated the materials, and added a few cards. So they've been around since 2013. 2015 was the second edition, and now I'm at 12 pressings. Oh which there's over, I think there's over two, yeah, 25, 2,500 now in the world, which is kind of insane to me um, in such a short amount of time. But also, yeah, I don't know. It's a different time of my life. But they changed my income. They changed my ability to connect with people because now I could like they could connect through the cards. They didn't need me, and it was which can be so draining sometimes. Yeah. Um, and they just they just changed everything. I, I I really can't and say how much gratitude I have for them because I they've changed my life, and they continue to do so. I'd like to re like I would like to do a third edition and like re up the book and all that stuff that comes with them because it's very basic because of where I was at in my life at that point. Um, but before I could do that, I got called to make these. So um, this is a small. You guys can't see, but it's a smaller. The, yeah. the size of the deck is uh, they're smaller. They're smaller. Oh my God, they're beautiful. They're gold leafed. Yeah, right? yeah. They have the gold and gilded edges. And these, um, I I was totally called to make these uh, last year. And I've done three pressings. Oh my god! Uh, so in in a year, um, and they're called the Nature Nurture Deck, and these are obviously a little more detailed. Oh my god! So like, well, that's not very detailed, but these are all drawings that I did. This, um, these are beautiful. Oh my god! So you have you. two decks, and this is the most recent one. Yeah, which, which, this what's one this one called? Nature Nurture. Nature Nurture. Yeah, and it's all basically. Oh I kept getting god. these intuitive hits that um, we needed to be more conscious of nature and the archetypes that. Are within it or else we weren't going to have them, you know? So, and I, I made them so small because I kept thinking I was going to do an app, but apps are so expensive and you have are to they? constantly be updating them. Yeah. Like, well, for this kind of stuff, for games type stuff. So I was like, you know, what? I'll just make them travel size. And I was like, I want to make them kind of the size of like a, like a small deck of cards or a pack of cigarettes. You I know? love these. Something you yeah. can take with you because people like to travel with them and, you know, and, um, so those, and those are obviously, they're a little more detailed. They're, you know, they're just a, another reflection of where you're at, where I'm at. And yeah, and I actually made those two with, um, there's a big stretch in between making these and these. Yeah. Um, and I know it doesn't seem like a big stretch, but you know, 2013 to 2018, um, you know, 18, 2017, even like that to me, I, I didn't create anything during that time. I painted a little bit here and there, but I also had to get sober, which was a big part of my work changing. Um, I'll have two years on Tuesday, actually. Congratulations. Thank you. But it, it, Sober from alcohol. Um, what was the main thing? Um, it was uh, alcohol and uh, actually like ang- I, I stopped taking anxiety meds, and um, which, you know, it's not for, for everybody. I think it's different for every person. But for me, I was not, I was abusing them, you know. Anxiety medication? Yeah, because I just wasn't wanting to function, you know. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like deal. So, but for me, it was like a big deal to like get my 
like when I stopped everything within a month, I created that deck because it was like all of a sudden this veil lifted and, um, and it's changed my readings too. It has. Mm-hmm. So yeah. since in the last two years, you think your readings have really changed? They, yeah. In a, in a different, in a different way. Yeah. They're, they're more vivid. They're more intense. Um, yeah. I mean, I obviously I have to do more self care. You do. Yeah. So because sensitive. I feel everything. You do. Yep. Like when you walk into my house, you walk in here. Yep. Uh, what do you get from another person? Is, is it until you tune into the person when you go, I'm going to give myself permission to like do a reading and have a thing? I or are you to, feeling stuff all automatically? Like when well, you come in, I hug you, you're in my space. Yeah. I, like, in, I don't know. Do you feel the energy of the room? Could you pick up on, I'm not, I'm not saying this sarcastically or as a joke, yeah. but could you pick up on ghosts or energies? Right. Or, or if I have angels, I don't know if you believe that everybody has angels uh-huh. surrounding them. Do you believe that? I believe everyone has beings that they connect to. Sometimes it's angels, sometimes it's ancestors, sometimes it's other things. Do you see? So, can you see well, or feel that with each person? Like, oh, they, I don't know. It it depends. Like, so there are some times where I, if I, because I can kind of shield myself knowing, like, if I'm going to a public place, otherwise it could be really overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I can walk into a place usually. I try not to tune into people unless I have their permission. Okay. Um, just because it's, I feel like privacy wise and just like, it's just good etiquette. You, you don't have my to, permission. You have yeah. my full permission <laughs> if you want, you know, yeah. if you want it. But whatever. like even like, um, I got excited coming up to your place. Like I could feel like an excitement. Oh, which really? Which felt really nice. And then coming up the stairs, it felt like very uplifting. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So that felt really good. Mm-hmm. I will say like, Last night, I sometimes I tu- start when I'm working when I have a client that I'm going to see. Like I start tuning into them like a day or two before. Okay, what which happened? can be um, well, no, I can feel sometimes I can feel anxiety and things, and I don't. I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, is that me or is that Alexi? Alexi, yeah, like probably I'm like, me. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm starting to kind of vibe in a little bit, and um, you know, it's just like getting me prepped. You know, yeah, for the energy to come in, but it felt really good, and it is sweet. I knew I could tell that you like took care, and like I was like, oh, she's she cleared the place before I got here. Like, really? I, yeah, I could feel it coming up. I was like, it feels really like, oh wow, zen. That's great. Yeah, there was a bit of a mad dash. I got here 15 minutes before yeah. you got here, but I like made sure to light, light incense, the candle. Yeah. I wanted to have it like, yeah, 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 but. uh but it's the intentions there, you yeah. know? And it's like we, we have those connections that like our guides can help us and, and things like that, you know? So, But it's the space, because I feel like I've come in here before, I'm, I'm always wondering like, is this place, is it a good energy or is it like uh, ghosts or I don't know? Or <laughs> Well, this spirits, whole, I mean, this area I, this probably. whole area is like kind of got some ghost energy, but not like, it doesn't feel heavy in here. You know, your your place doesn't feel heavy, I feel like sometimes your place wants you to spend more time here. Yeah. But but that's just sometimes spaces, you know. There's a, there's a sweetness um in the, in the energy here and I do think that you have a lot of loving guides that come through that want to be around you or to help you. Um and not just they're not just relatives. I feel like they're 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 um it's it's interesting. It feels like a little bit like old Hollywood kind of like energy. Like maybe actresses or something, like someone that may have lived in the area. That yeah. There's like an affection or like a love and support. You know? So I definitely live here because I do like the old Hollywood vibe. I always think of Humphrey Bogart or like just like the, yeah. This kind well, of thing. you have that energy around you, so you probably have some guides like from that time that that kind of make little visitations. I hope so. You know? that makes yeah, me happy. Yeah, yeah. It's sweet. It's sweet. But you know, there's also like 
you probably you're sensitive whether you want to like kind of cop to it or not like insensitive to energy so you probably also have to keep this really light to function right like yeah. you know like that so you're naturally tuning into your own ability to clear like clear the space yeah i had all this I don't. I had this like box of all these clothes I was getting rid of and all this shit I wanted to get rid of, but I, it was here. And I was, I was like, oh, I right. got to take it to Wasteland, this vintage clothing store that you can sell stuff at. For those of you who don't know what Wasteland is, but mm-hmm. uh, but I finally just got rid of all of it and donated stuff to Goodwill and everything. And I just feel like I'm happier here now because I just yeah. feel like I got so rid of so much stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and I love uh, it. You have roses. Uh, roses are the highest frequency like vibrational frequency of a flower really so they're very clearing and they bring very nurturing energy in well that's good yeah i mean it's why i have it like tattooed on my hand oh my god i know you guys can't see well i have a photo (laughs) if i post a photo of you along with this thing which i should like you have so much like your tattoos are like so ornate and incredible and like oh how did this happen like what was the story like i always you know it's weird i always knew when i was younger that i wanted to be covered really Mm -hmm. but i didn't know with what i just knew so, um, because they're very important for some reason, I knew they were important, important. I know it's like kind of really, most people are tattooed now, but when I was younger, it wasn't like people are not covered. Like people yeah. didn't have their hands tattooed. Like I had my hands tattooed 10 years ago and people were like, you are nuts. Yeah. Or I remember even talking, I think once you had said something about face tattoos and I was like, I want face tattoos. Uh, who Not knows what I was like, talking about? No. That's a whole other me. Fuck yeah, me. No, I know. No. Yeah. Like, oh, I was like telling girls like, don't date a guy with a face, face tattoo. tattoo. And now I'm like, I think maybe it was a neck tattoo. Neck I said, tattoo, yeah. But now I think this is the sexiest thing. It's like I, that's. It's um. I've shed that version of me. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's just like um. There was always something for me, and it's interesting as I get older. Um, and I found out more about my actual like lineage stuff because I didn't know my biological father and all that. But like I recently I found all this information and then like finding out that his ancestors were heavily tattooed. So I was like, oh, I think it's like in the blood, you know, the desire to mark these moments in time. And for me particularly, all my tattoos, most of them are magical symbols or... um, Reminders, reminders of strength or empowerment or something, you know. Like I, I don't. I have like I've only have like a couple of silly ones, you know. But like, where, where are they? The silly ones yeah. are on my like upper legs. None I have like business. a. Yeah. I have a. I have an ACDC tattoo. Oh, you do? Yeah, which is super nerdy. That's and then funny. I have a sad girl tattoo. But, yeah. But the rest are all um, magical. Yeah. Because I just yeah like for me this is. This isn't something I do on the weekend. This is my life. How dare you talk to me that way? No, like, How dare you guys talk to Marcella like that? <laughs> that was so great. If, if I did snippets of the podcast that yeah. I put at the beginning as teasers, that would be so great. Like, yeah. this is not something I do on the weekend. I never doubted you. I never thought. Right. No, but some people... No, I know. Yeah. Oh, like it's a party trick. Like it's well, some fucking like... like people, you know, there no, are a lot of people that like, that they think, like, oh, that's cute. Oh, gross. And I'm like... No, I'm like, it's really hard. Like, you know, it's not something like I just do like, uh, like on the weekend, you know, or like, it's, it's like if you date me, it's like, you know, I get up in the morning and I meditate and I like, I, I will burn something. Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite. I love burning stuff. Yeah. And then I might be flinging salt around the house. I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but it's because this is my, this is my path in my life. This is my purpose. And, um, you know, I have to exist in it. Like it can't just be something I wear, you know, like it, this is like, I have to live it, breathe it yeah. every day. Oh my goodness. So, well, 
what should we do here? Yeah. Should well, we do you want to do a simple thing or is yeah, that okay? Let's, yeah, let's do it because, okay. yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do are it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, but I do want to ask real quick. Yes. Wait, you read Joan Rivers? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, Wait, the, the, I, don't, I didn't mean to bury that lead when yeah, I was doing no, my research. What the, okay. how did that, you, you, you read Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers and her daughter. What? And um, I was asked to come on. They had a show. Do you remember their I show? I, I, I Joan remember. Knows Best. Yes, I completely yes, watched it. It was okay. like a reality show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was asked to come to uh, Melissa's house and do a reading for her and for, and for Joan. Now, Joan, is, Joan was... A avid believer in the metaphysical, and she's like done haunted house stories and with her old apartment. She had done a bunch of stuff, and um, I was invited on the show, and it was so beautiful. I mean, I actually want to cry thinking about her. She's so um, that was really just like a magical moment. Like her daughter, very sweet, but also not as into the like she was just like what what do you want me oh, to do mom like God. she was like more annoyed yeah but um i got really touched by their relationship like because um you know it was funny i did this doing the reading and melissa hit her and was like Wait, what did you tell her like and she didn't tell me anything even when i arrived she stood at the doorway and she said i just want to say hello and she bowed at me and she goes let me know if you need anything, but I don't want them to think I'm telling you anything. So Melissa said that this was Joan. Joan. And she was like, just stay. She's like, I'm not saying anything because I don't want them to think that I told you anything. And I was like, great, no worries. Right. So then the next time I see her was up in the, the room that we're, we're filming in. And, um, we do the reading and, and it's like the two of them were so genuinely sweet and like holding each other's hand. I mean, we talked about some really deep emotional stuff, like in this, the, the clip, they literally show like 30 seconds, but I sat with them for an hour and a half. Oh my God. And it was like tearful and like emotional and very intense. And, um, and afterwards she was so, she's trying to help me clean up. She's like, she was yeah. so sweet. She's trying to give me water here, drink this. She was like momming me a little. Yeah. And, then, um, and then she's like, wait here. And she like ran off and she disappeared for so long. And we were like, where did she did go? Did she forget? Yeah. Yeah. Like she coming back. Happened? But then she comes running out and, and she's like, hold on. And her dogs are running with her. And like, she gives me this beautiful scarf from her line. And she's like, I just think this would be so beautiful on you during your readings. Oh. And I was like. My God. So now, I mean, like that was really um, just a special and uh, impactful moment for me in my work. And um, I definitely, so she passed and then my stepdad passed pretty shortly after her. And I swear, I was like, I heard her be like, don't worry, I got him. And I was like, okay. Like, and a couple of times when I've gotten readings from other people, they're like, how do, what is their connection to Joan Rivers? Oh and I'm my like, God. So she's definitely like, I feel like around in the ethers, you yeah. know? Um, but wow. Yeah. What a incredible human being. Like the, the parts that you don't see of people like in their, you know, when they're just them. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the magic of this work, you know, that I, I get to see these private parts of people that, you know, we get to be, I mean, we're going to do this for you now, but like, it's very, it can be very vulnerable yeah. and I'm, I'm the person that people tell their secrets to and it don't matter if they know what I do or not. I could be in CVS. I could be oh. in wherever. I could be somewhere and they don't know what I do and they go, I don't know why I feel so compelled. I have that with me too. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. It's so, it's wild, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But wow. we, and at first you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Well, for me, I'm like, not that I'm, I don't do what you do, but like, but it's funny. It's like, if that happens over and over and over again, you go, oh, it must be, mm-hmm. it is a real thing. Or it, it is a real thing. You have a, you have a gift to kind of like let people's guards down. Um, right. Okay. I guess so. so I'm going to. Are you cozy? Yeah. I'm just going to do this. Let me, um. Oh my god! Can I put this mic down for a second? Sure. Or I can hold it for you too. Like, okay, will you hold it? We're on my couch, you guys. You can't see. Oh wait, did you refer to yourself as an artistic and uh, empathic witch? I did. But did you say that during the podcast earlier? I am an artistic and empathic witch. Yes, because when we were texting, I was like, "How do you explain?" You know, blah blah. blah. (laughs) And I was like, "I was, I was like, did you say that on the podcast?" Because like that was so interesting to me. Yeah. What a beautiful way to phrase it. Yeah, I would say I am an I'm an artist and an empathic witch. There you guys, you heard it. You heard it here first, you jerks. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm putting this on the floor, but not in a disrespectful way. Yeah, I see. Okay, good. Okay, will Um, you hold this? Yes. Holding the mic. Oh my god, I'm so lucky. Well, and I'm so lucky. Thanks for having me over here. Of course. You know? And I loved meeting you and your mom. Like, I remember your oh mom, my too. Goodness. She's so great. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do me a favor. This just helps me get connected to you. Can you just say your name and the month and day of your birth? Yes. Alexi Wasser, mm-hmm. February 11th. Okay, thank you. So I'm going to ask for the highest wisdom and guidance to come through for you today. I'm going to ask that any helpful beings or spirits that want to come through, benevolent beings, to show up and give me the information. I'm also going to ask my guides to help me retrieve any information from your Akashic Records. So, And I'm just going to do a general first in here and say that we'd like to see what's coming up for you. What do we need to know? So um, even before pulling any cards, I'm getting this, like sometimes I get images of animals and things. Um, I am seeing an eagle. Um, Eagle to me is always about connection to spirit and your own spirituality. So saying, taking the time uh, to allow yourself to do that for yourself when you are like having those moments of reaction or you're like, okay, I need to go maybe think about this for a little bit. And what you do is instead of you thinking about it, you go, hey, guidance, what can I learn from this right now? And how can, can you help me? Okay. So I'm just going to lay out some cards here just to kind of, again, we're going to, I'm going to lay out a bunch of cards actually, just to have a look. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So you are, I can take that. Let's see. There we go. You are in a um, beautiful kind of sobering healing place right now. Like everything is really like you're getting the medicine you need on those old wounds. So even though it's a little uncomfortable to have some of these things come up, you're actually getting the solution. Okay. So that's really great because it's not just like, oh, there it is. Band-aid, band-aid. You're getting the solution that you need. So you are being encouraged to take action when these things come up to address it within yourself. Your heart is opening in a way that head hasn't opened in a very long time. And that frightens you, okay? Because it's not only it's opening, it's getting filled, and that is scary, okay? But the beautiful thing about that is you have, you have so much to give, and you just haven't been allowed to give that to someone before, mm-hmm. okay? Like, you're getting to actually have the experience of what it's like to share and give, and then also receive in a new way. So... Um, but, you know, sometimes we get doubtful. The moon can cloud our judgment. The moon can be like where we're not seeing the bigger picture. It can be like we're confused, we're overwhelmed. We might be diving into old ideas, 
you know, so it's just saying really with your relationship stuff and your, um, in every aspect, not just romantic, but like friends, community, one step at a time, you're learning how to do this in a different way than you've been doing it. So, um, one step at a time and just focus on that. And it's going to lead you to the path you need your highest hope or dream here with the lovers. I mean, this is, you're getting connection and collaboration in really beautiful ways. It's not uneven. It's really balanced, you know? So just again, keep communicating. Um, you're also learning what it, it's like to be in the energy of, um, so we, you hear of these terms like divine masculine, divine feminine, um, you're learning what it's like to be in connection with divine masculine energy, like healthy masculine energy. And that can be um, also daunting if you're used to toxic masculinity. Oh, you know, with the person I'm dealing with is my romantic relationship. You, yeah. And, and also just even in work stuff too, if you've been used to just dealing with toxic masculinity, you're like having to go, Oh wait, there's like a new way of doing this. It's like not just, you know, men learning how to relate to women. It's women learning how to relate to men. And in, in, in a healthy way. Okay. You know, because but, if you've been used to like dealing, having to deal with men on this like really crappy level. Oh, to learn how know. to meet a nice, like deal with a nice or, masculine energy. Yeah. Yeah. Like a non-toxic, you know, and they do exist. I've yeah. been like, it's really rare, but like, yeah. um, I'm seeing that there is a revival in certain men too. Like, like, you know, and I actually saw, I was like, oh my God, I saw two out in the world. It's like seeing a unicorn. Oh my it's God, like, you know, who are they? Um, well, one was actually Matt McGorry, who I like think he's amazing because he does a lot of work. Like, uh, who's that guy? I know that name. He's an actor. He's, he's on, um, he's on Orange is the New Black yeah. and he's on uh, How to Get Away with Murder. But he's like, a, for me, he's like this really beautiful example of healthy divine masculinity. Um, and then another one was a client of mine and I was just like, you're incredible. Like, yeah. like. It, like they're genuinely like showing up and doing the work, you know? Yeah. So it, I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there that, you know, of course you're going to be attracting to you with the nature of the work that you do and the way you connect with people. You're going to attract someone that's going to sh- want to be in that energy too. You know, whether you're a romantic partner, you're going to start meeting more people like that in your work. Um, you know, so that's your coming up, you know, this is your, you're really getting into this idea of how to have healthy relationships with men who are healthy with themselves. Okay. So that, that's a big thing coming up for you. Now I'm just going to look at the energies. (laughs) Big breakthrough card. It's bright red, you guys. Yes. And a blue one that says grounded. Grounded, right? Yeah. And then we're going to pull two more. Okay. Well, oh, good. And then the void. Okay. Oh, so when I look at these, this is what you're experiencing right now, right? So the breakthrough, this is that aha moment. You're having a breakthrough moment with your, just your insights, your wisdom. This is a lot of like, a lot of things are kind of popping open for you right now. And that feels really, that can be um, exciting and alarming at the same time because you're like, I'm feeling this, you know? So what they're asking you to do in order to best enjoy yourself at this time is, Actually, this right here, this this position is for letting go. So letting go of being grounded. And when I look at this with the anchor, it means take your anchor up. You've been sitting in this one place for too long. Meaning like if you've been sitting in the old energy for too long, this is time to let go and say, you know what? I'm ready to move into healthier space. Okay. It's so funny because before we started recording, when I was talking yeah. to you, I was like, or I could just let something go. And when I let things go yes. and I'm not so angry and I'm not so like, you wronged me, you wronged me. Like you yeah. said this and that's what it means. And I know it and you better not like, right. 
in relationships I have my boyfriend or whoever. Yeah. But if I let it go, there's such ease. Yeah. If I give the person the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Don't get, yeah. So but it's about it's taking scary. that up. It is. Yeah, but you know like, what? Look what you have to take the place of that. When you let go of being so rooted in an old way, in an old fear, you call in the wealth card. And this isn't just about monetary wealth. I'd like this it is, to be. It, it, it can be. <laughs> but it's like, it's to me, it's about above, below, and all the way through. And this is monetary wealth. Like this to me tells me that not only do you have all that you need, right? And to feel secure, to feel stable, to feel flush, you have more than enough to also be generous. You know what I'm saying? To another person to or another, to people. Yeah. 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 And, and and with your emotions, with your heart, with your time. And again, it's not, it's like, it's just coming from a place of having a full cup. You're not giving from an empty cup. But this is saying when you let go of being rooted in your fear and your reaction fear, you, you're, you have all this other stuff available to you. Okay. And then what do you step into? You vo- The void. The void is the unknown, right? The void is um, a place where we can be excited or terrified at the same time. Why? Because we're like, there's nothing here or there's nothing here. Oh, yeah. Meaning it's like anything is possible. So this is about saying like, you've never traveled this path before. You've never traveled the path without your fear. And now you're ready to travel the path without your fear. Are you going to get excited and have a beginner spirit about it? Or are you going to be scared and afraid because you don't, your, your ego is telling you you don't know what to do? Okay. I think it's more about choosing the ladder. I'm gonna, and I'm going to pull one just to see what can help you be in the place of excitement. Okay. Actually, I'm going to do this. Let's move these. I'm going to spread these out, and I'm going to have you pick one with your left hand there. What can help you? Okay, so you got the death card. Oh, right? no. What is this? this is beautiful, though. because it, it, Why? Because it's rebirth. It's about, are you ready to be done living in the old way? You know, are you, are you ready to just do it completely different? This is your opportunity. You hear about people going, I don't know, I just woke up and I changed. Or I've had this thing and I just decided I don't want to do that anymore. This is your call. What's going to help you trust is because... The, the authentic you isn't afraid of the unknown. It's the, the old you, right? So that's why doing that cord releasing, that could be great for you. You know, if you, you know, you can release any pain, trauma, anguish, or com, um, resentment with yourself, you know? Yeah. You don't have to live that anymore. Yeah. Isn't that freeing? It is freeing, but it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel like I just have to be like... Protective of myself. Yeah, I, you know, vigilant. Like I, you know, if some, you know, if you act this way towards me, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna go unnoticed. As sure. opposed to just like, why does everything have to matter so much? Right. It doesn't. Well, I think it's it's because it's survival, you know. And you think if that person gets away with doing that, then you don't exist, you know, or you don't get to exist. And I think it's. And it is, it's, I know it sounds like I'm making it sound like, oh, it's really easy. Just let go. It's not. Yeah. It's not. I, trust me. I know. It's been years and years. It's been a few decades, shall I say, or four decades. You know, I'm like not a spring chicken. And, and I'm constantly having to fight these old notions or ideas of what I'm capable of or um, able to like enjoy in my life based on old fears. Yeah. But it is it's practice. And this is just saying... 
you have a really beautiful opportunity right now. Like you wouldn't, we wouldn't be here today talking. That's the other thing I believe. I don't believe that we connect when we're not ready. This is more of like, you're ready. You know, you're ready to like, let some of these old costumes of like, that need to be there go. Because just like you let those clothes go, like now you've got space to fill you know, and fill it with things that you actually want and that actually nourish you. Yeah. So. Is, is that mainly for relationship or is it career stuff or is it um, life purpose or... I would say this is this is definitely about, I would say, relationship and career. Like you definitely have... If we want to be really specific and we look at, um, let's see, relationship and then career. I'm just going to pull one of each of these for you, right? So... Um, relationship the owl is about you you know being the seer it's about just use your own wisdom you know you can also be very you can still be protective of yourself but also know yourself enough to know when you're reacting out of an old behavior and and, and not go okay got it you know but if something's bothering you it doesn't don't be a doormat yeah you know it, but maybe also make the person aware in a different way and just say hey look you might not see it yeah as like hurting my feelings but when you do this, this, and this like in a row and it's dismissive of how I'm feeling and I, it, it, it hurts me. Yeah. Um, it might not be your intention, but just be, be sensitive to that. Yeah. So it's just a way of speaking it. And then in terms of work, like you got the bear, which is rest, which is interesting. It's just meaning like take your time, get the rest and the nourishment you need in your work. Don't just keep like running on fumes. Yeah. You know? So, so in coming back to the bear is also coming back to your heart. Like, is your heart in it? Oh yeah. You know? And then for spirituality, we'll just go like right here. Okay. I love the orca, the records. It means, you know, all this stuff already, even though you're like having people on and you're talking about this stuff and you're like, Oh, I just did this. You deep inside, this is past life related. This is like, you've done this dance. That's why you don't really, it's not that you don't really need to do it or want to do it, but it's just like you already know in the deepest parts of your spirit and your soul, you've done this work and, um, and you do value it, but you came here to have a very human experience and to, to see other facets. You came here to work on love and relationships I and did. connection. Mm-hmm. I came to this lifetime yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. And to show that through by your example. You know, it was one of those areas, what I'm feeling is that it was one of those areas where you felt like you didn't get enough playtime, enough experience, because you were so busy with your esoteric wisdom knowledge that you didn't get to have the full life experience. So this life has been about enjoying that. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's what this is about for you. So... Yeah. And I do like your finances look good, by the way. They do? Yeah. They're coming in strong, especially I would say if you want to get like, if you want me to start pulling dates, I I would say October. Mm -hmm. October looks like really good money time for you. Really? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Am I going to marry my boyfriend? Let's see if we can ask that. Okay. (laughs) Tell me, are we going to have a baby? Are we going to get married? Is he just a learning experience? (laughs) We're getting ready for the more right thing? Or is he it? Let's Can see. he, is he strong enough for me? Can he tolerate me? Does he, <laughs> does he love me? <sighs> Let's see. Or whatever. <laughs> no pressure. No oh, pressure. look at the lovers. Oh my God. Yes. She immediately pulled a lover's card. This guy looks like he's, uh, I don't know what's going on well, here. But. We, have, we have the lovers, we have the eight of coins, we have the five, the five of swords. Here's the thing. 
you both, you have a very strong and high potential to be very simpatico, to be together, to have a very serious long-term relationship. But there's work to do, you know? And most relationships, when we're really connected with people, there's work to do because you've been living your life without this person, then you have to learn how to communicate in their language and vice versa, right? So I would say resist the temptation to, one, do all the work yourself, right? You both have to be willing participants in going, like, let's work on this together, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It can't just be you going, I need to work on my stuff and, like, giving that person a free pass, you know? Yeah. Um, But also don't take the bait with some of the wounding stuff. Like, the wounding meaning, like, sometimes our old wounds come up to haunt us through our partners, you know? And it's, like, pushing on you. Like, hey, well, just, like, we get, like, kind of tempted to kind of go, back into our old defense mechanisms, right? Because something's coming up and it feels uncomfortable. Yeah. And we're like, oh, I know how to handle this. I'm going to squash it, you know, with my old behavior. And no, I and, and rush to the end, right? We rush, we go, I need to figure this out right now. I oh, need yeah. to know yeah. what is happening here um, at the expense of the actual enjoyment in the relationship. Oh. You know, so look, you guys have some work to do. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a beautiful relationship. Oh, really? Yeah. But you also have like your actual job stuff to do too. So what that means is your career stuff, you have some big career stuff coming up and it's not that you're having to choose between one or the other, but I'm just saying like, if you're thinking about like, oh, are we going to have family? You're going to do this stuff like that. It's like, it's saying to me like that you don't need to know about yet. Like now you need to know that like you're working on your relationship. You have big opportunities coming in for you work wise. And then this other stuff, you have to surrender a little bit more. Like you don't have to, sometimes we have to nitpick or dive in and go, we have to figure it out. I have to know what this is. And it's just saying, no, you don't. The hangman is about patience and surrender and waiting, you know, letting more be revealed to you. Like, like that's the beauty too with, I think with reading and, and sometimes I have to tell people because people want answers all the time. Right. And I have to tell people sometimes life just wants you to live it. Oh, wow. You know, like it really does because it doesn't want you to know every episode. It doesn't want you to have the trailer for everything. Right. Yeah. Like you got to actually just have firsthand experience without someone else in your business. <laughs> like that's true. You know? Yeah. So I would say this, the only thing you need to worry about right now is knowing that you have a really good connection right here. Okay. Okay. And you have some new money coming in. New money coming that's in. What, that's what you need to be focusing on. So Okay. Mm-hmm. So even if I get frustrated and I get upset or there are little moments of bad communication, mm-hmm. the person is a good person. Yeah. And look, it's just triggering your fear. Hungry ghost, ghost. fear card. That's a beautiful yeah, card. That's, that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening is like when that stuff comes up, it's just, it's your fear talking. Yeah. You know, and it's talking to your fear. And then when I ask like, how do you deal with that? Oh, look, the hummingbird. You bring love back into it and you go, okay, is it loving of me to like react in a, in a you know, defensive way? Or, or is it loving of me to clarify my feelings, where I'm coming from and why this might not feel good? You know, like do it from a loving place instead of a, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back way. Yeah. Right. Like when little kids like hurt each other and the other one like hurt, they hurt each other back. Right? Yeah. It's, um, you don't need to do it that way. That's the fear talking. It's so bizarre though. I yeah. feel like I might have to cut this, this 
Yeah, it's cool. This bit out of here. Oh, but uh, no, but uh, oh. <laughs> I've been seeing hummingbirds all the time lately. Yeah. So interesting. They're all about joy and heart opening. Heart opening and yeah. joy. Yeah. yeah and you them. got that ease of cups. They're all about the heart. They're all about unconditional love and bringing joy back. You know, a hummingbird will go to the center of the flower. That's what this is talking about. It's like, go back to the center of you. Go back to the center of your love, your heart, you know? Yeah. And bring that back into the relationship. Not just these external, like frustrations have you ever been in a relationship where you you get in an argument mm-hmm. and the other person just doesn't know has no idea mm-hmm. what you're talking about or mm-hmm. why you're bothered mm-hmm. and you feel it so deeply and the fact that they don't understand it makes you feel like you're both speaking different languages absolutely and then you go in this loop and they never and like mm-hmm. there's no way out of that but to let it go sometimes i think it happens again yeah i think you have to you know at the risk of, you know, it's frustrating because you really desperately want them to understand. But sometimes if they haven't had the experience, they don't understand. They don't understand. All they know is their intentions were... So I, I guys, it's I'm obviously okay. talking about a situation I had with my boyfriend yeah. where okay. he had good intentions. He said something that irritated me. I reacted. He had no idea why I was reacting. And I did try to explain it because I'm not a doormat, but I'm always bringing up every miscommunication or all the stuff. Right. So... I just get very confused. Is it me? Is it me? And then yesterday I, I, I decided I'm just going to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting. And then just stop talking about it finally because it was so exhausting. Right. But easily today I still want to bring up the, right. the thing, but it, it doesn't serve me. And I noticed that if you just move forward, I'm dating a person who always just wants to move forward. Right. If you just keep moving forward, he's like smiling, happy. Right. I'm like, that's a cool way to be, but is it also like? I think it's a good, it's 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 a good way to be, but I don't think it's a good way to be all the time. Like he, you know, like the there has to be an addressing of certain things. But I'm always addressing on, though. But on the same token, I would say too much addressing. Sometimes that I've noticed with dating is it can make your person feel ridiculed. It can make them feel like they're not able to give you what you need. And that will drive them away. So if there is an inherent part of you deep within that's saying like, maybe I don't deserve to be loved the way I need to be loved, even if you don't consciously believe it, you know, you might be unintentionally driving this person out because you don't believe they can stay the long haul. And that's why for every little moment, I'm going to pick, talk about it, talk about it and blow it up and put it on a magnifying glass. And even if I am right, right, what good is it to be right all the time? Exactly. If, if you got to be right, then and that's all you got. Then that's all you got, right? You don't have yeah. the person. So yeah. maybe as an exercise, I would give you the homework of when those things come up for you. Obviously, if it's very disrespectful, you need to say something. But if it's just these little irritations that come up, yeah, make a note of it. And then what you can do is when you have some downtime, like after you make a note of it, maybe for you know a week or something, or you're like, this bothered me, this bothered me, go back to it and look at the themes. And I would say right next to your, your list, be like, okay, what are the themes here? What's the reoccurring theme? What, what's actually bothering me? Mm-hmm. And then maybe look at, go, wh- what did I contribute to this? You know, where in me is it my part? You know, and... Not because you're here to do self-flagellation or punish yourself, but just because you need to look if there's a pattern and go, when is the first time that this has happened to me in my life? And when you do that, you can really go back to, okay, maybe Alexi is scared because this one time, 
she had this happen and it made her feel like she was unlovable or it made her feel fearful that she was going to be left by this person. So she was just going to make sure it happened in her own way. So it wasn't a surprise and devastating. Yeah. But now what's happening is it's affecting your current relationship and you don't want it to. So I would say make those notes, really look at it, do some cord cutting even around this and just say, it's not my job to educate him on how to be a good partner to me. I can, he wants, has to want to do that. And maybe part of his idea of being a good partner for you is also just moving forward because he thinks it's helping you get out of an old energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like I said, if he is, if it's upsetting you, like to the point where it's like really not healthy stuff. Yeah, of course you need to bring it up, but come from it, coming from a place of like how, like he has to want to make it better. You know, he has to want to know how to show up for you. If he's someone that's not showing up for you ever, because he's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. What's showing up exactly? Meaning like holding space for you, like being listening, Mm -hmm. um, being attentive. Even if he doesn't understand, making an attempt to understand. Yeah. So someone that's making the effort is different than someone that's just not making the effort and doesn't care, you know? Yeah. So you need to like look at those subtleties and those differences. Like, is your person showing up and making an effort or are they just trying to be quiet, you know, like that kind of thing, because maybe it's triggering something in them Yeah, that they're scared of, of not being enough. You know, I know it's all very like heady and deep and, and emotional, but like just one step at a time, you got that moon card. Nothing is as it seems right what, now. You what know? do you mean? Well, you had the moon card in your environment. It's just saying like literally, because Aquarius, you love to go to the big picture. Yeah. And you're literally being asked to just like, what shoes am I going to put on right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like what one step, you literally just need to take this right now with one step at a time. Especially we've had a really turbulent um, summer with like three eclipses. We have multiple planets in retrograde. Like Mercury just went direct. Saturn's about to go direct. Um, Mars went direct. Like there's just multiple things going on that are shaking people up. So all your old stuff that didn't get resolved is coming up. Oh, wow. So just work on your care right now. Yeah. Before making it about him, you know? Okay. Yeah. And I do have a tendency to be like, what is this? What's the meaning of this? And it's as opposed to like, what? We got in a little blip of like talking like a nothing weird. Right. So maybe backtrack into going what, where, like when you first feel it come up, like and address it and go, oh, I'm feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling a little pushed right now. Yeah. So that way you're not swallowing it and then waiting for the next one, two, three moments that happen and then adding him to the pile and then blowing up because, yeah. because you're, you're, you're just like kind of putting it like, oh, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to put it over here. But it's not being cool. You're just ignoring it. Yeah. You know. Oh, man. I know. It's intense, but I think you're in a really good spot when I look at this overall. like You he, like him from the cards. I like him. I like him. He's. Um, I think he's trying to like hold space for you in a way that you're not used to. He's not trying to support negative, like you're, like um, an old tendency to kind of pull into a negative reaction. By and he, I don't think he's ignoring it, but I think he's trying to show you a different option. Um, but at the same time, I would be annoyed too. I'd be like, what? You, why did you just do that? You know, at my expense, yeah. you know, like, but I think again, it's like coming back to the less emphasis you put on, like you hurt me and the more of how am I hurting myself, the more you're going to have le- like, you're, you'll have 
less of those moments with him and more of an understanding of like what you're letting go of. Yeah. I'd like to have people have less power over me and me not to be at everybody else's mercy, look at me right. the wrong way, say a certain thing. So believe blah, blah. that you're empowered. Believe that I'm empowered. Yeah, really focus on that instead. Instead, because you just said a key thing right there. You said, I don't want anyone to have power over me. That's your big fear. I don't want anyone to have power over me. Well, no one's going to have power over you unless you give it to them, right? That's you know, true. Even some of like, I've heard some of the darkest stories from some of the darkest places from people where like for all intents and purposes, you'd look at their life and you go, that person was controlled, but they didn't let them control their, their heart and their mind. You know, they oh. might've had control of their finances. They might've had control of their location, even their body. Yeah. But they didn't allow that person to possess their spirit. And when, if you possess your own spirit, you're fine. <gasps> and that's possible. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, that's inspiring. Cool. Michael, what else? Tell everybody where we can find you, everything we need to know at every single website, <laughs> thing to click on, Instagram for sure, please. Tell yeah. us everything. Okay, so my website is marcellacroll.com. My Instagram is at marcellacroll. And I have a podcast that I don't really record that often, but it's called Saved by the Spell. And you can find that, all those links on my Instagram. Instagram's really like the only social media that I have. So it's the best thing. You've I got do a ask, great, a great Instagram. Oh, you have, you have such you. a great Instagram. I go there and it's just like magical and always makes me feel better. I like learn something about myself. It's so insightful. I know what's going on in the world. Okay, go on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, um, but I just ask people like, if you have questions about my work and you don't find it on the website, email me, please don't DM me. There's so many DMs that come in. And I just can't address them all. And, uh, you know, but, and also Google is your friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Google is your friend. And I feel the same way about me. People DM me. I used to be like, I love DMing with strangers. It's so great. And then all of a sudden I get like this influx of like stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. And then people get mad at you if you don't respond. They do. Men yeah. and women. Or it's yeah. like, oh, oh, you know, whatever. And I just, I'm like, I can't do this. They anymore. get nasty. And then I'm like, then you're blocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These entitled jerks. It's like, hey, just, right. I'm just trying, trying my best here. Yeah. But uh, where are you off to now? What's happening now in your life? Um, I actually, uh, well, I'm meeting up with a couple of uh, clients. I'm going to New Orleans, though. You, for um, how long? Why? Um, I'm just going. I'm going next weekend, and I'm going to teach. And I'm teaching a class on uh, past life healing. Past, past life healing? Yeah, past life healing meditation at Rosalie Apothecary. And um, I'm just going to be visiting New Orleans. I'm super excited. But I'm in L.A. I'm, you know, my office is in Highland Park, and uh you know, mostly around. And you do I, Skype sessions? I do Skype. So I wherever do I need phone, to... FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said you don't, you said you don't read for couples. I don't read for couples. Why? I thought you read for Level XC uh, podcast alumni guests, Charles Rogers and Jordan first. But I read for them separately. Separately. Yeah. Okay. They had their own readings. I don't do, here's why. Why don't you do couples? I don't do couple readings because I find that um, it's, it's too messy. Okay. One, I want the person to feel like relaxed. Um, I've done couple readings before where they've come out and the couples ended up fighting after. Like, oh, because no. it's just, it's, um, it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of responsibility to, and, and also I want you to be really able to be open with me and transparent in a way that you can't sometimes be with a partner around, Yeah, you know, um, or, you know, it's just, it's just a rule I have. So yeah, I tell people all the time, no couples. You can see me separately. Separately. Yeah. I know Charles did want me to say, uh, the four months is up on something you predicted for, for him. And he was like, when's it going to happen? But I'm done my business. You guys can talk. He can pay you for a session. But uh, anyway. Timing um, is tricky. Timing is tricky. Timing is tricky. It can be, you know, give or take 
you know, um, you know, I tell people often too, I'm not a machine. You're not, she's not a machine. I can guess, I can guess like, relax. I can give you a guesstimate or a time frame, And then also remember what we mentioned earlier, that things can change based on something you do. Yeah. So yeah, things are shifting, you know, all the time. Can you see that I have cords attached to me? And I'm saying that completely genuine. Like, do I have, like, cause the other day I had an energy healing with a guest who was on the show. Her name is Maxine Dillon. Cool. And I went to six sessions with her. And when she was putting crystals on me and I was laying on, on her yeah. table, and I swear to God, and I, would, I really didn't think I was making this up because I do live in my head and I, right. I don't think I made it up in my mind's eye or whatever, but I felt like there was like an entity attached to my left side and that it was like removed in this one moment. So I don't know. I'm just asking if you see anything um, on I, me. I just, I see your heart is really big oh. and, it, and it, like, it, you know, you need to give some extra care to it. I don't see any cords or attachments. Um, but yeah, I would just say make sure you you're you're gentle with your heart because your heart is so sensitive, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's why too we're so sensitive. We get build up these defense things, right? I'm so defensive. He's a Cancer. I'm an Aquarius. He's got Aquarius rising and Aquarius. Oh, so he's so sensitive too. But he he's like acts so tough. Yeah, and he he even does say that when everybody talks about astrology rather than he's like I'm the most sensitive. But he's got such like a hardcore and he's British a yeah. hardcore shell. So he's yeah. like. Well, cancers, even though they are so sensitive, but that that shell, that exterior is so hard. It, it like kills. It me. takes them for when they open up. Finally, you're like, oh my god, you were in there. Um, final question. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think happens when we die? Oh, good question. Um, I'm hoping this is my last life and I can go evolve into some other realm. But I think we. I mean, it varies. I think sometimes we reincarnate into different ener- or parts of different energies. We become part of the earth. We become part of other beings, other spirits. I think sometimes we become guides and guardians for other people. And um, I think we just keep coming back till we learn what we need to learn. So what do yeah. you need to learn this lifetime? Oh, good question. I, oh, oh so many things. Um, compassion was one of them. And self-love has been major relating to people uh, in a trusting and loving way has been uh, a huge lesson and I'm still, that I'm still working on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. Major. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about the other day, I went, oh my God, I'm like, I, I say I want to make a movie and I want to write a book and I want to do these things. And I'm like, oh my God, my whole life purpose might just be learning how to love and let someone love me. Yes. Because of you know, I'm like, really? Is that the daddy issues of the past life? Right. I don't know what my past lives were, whatever. Like all you know, like but like all that boring shit that I'm aware of mm-hmm. still haunts me and affects me so much mm-hmm. with the vigilance and all the stuff and the feeling of abandonment and not being loved and being like, how they let me down? How can these people like? Right. And it's still I'm like in my 30s. I'm into my 30s, like well into my 30s, and I'm like still. Acting well, just out and lashing out. Your your purpose, I think, and what you, I think your purpose. And what you come here to do are two different things, if that makes sense. Oh. Like you have a purpose, right? And maybe your purpose is part of your, you know, like what you came here to learn. It's related to it, but it's not, it's different. You know, like my purpose, I think, is to help other people find their light and their authenticity. You know, but they feed each other. Because you, learn. yes, but they feed each other, right? Yeah. But I think part of that comes from my pain and experience with having to be you know, learn how to love and love other people and let other people love me. But it, and through that, I can kind of field it into my purpose. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they're related, but they're not the same. 
Yeah. So I totally agree. Oh my God. Well, thank you for thank you for coming over to my house and reading me and being on my podcast. And I hope uh Thanks for having me. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, this was super fun. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm gonna give Charles a call. You better give Charles a call because he is freaking out. He is quaking in his boots. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye.